0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you are all doing well on this Thursday evening. And we decided to do a Facebook Live and bring you some, some information uh, on for Cincy Jungle and the podcast here. Because there's been some, some recent developments over the past, uh, gosh, I guess I'd say 24 hours, um, a flurry of news has kind of slowly started to develop uh, over the past, really this, this entire day. Starting with the Bengals had narrowed down their search, then they narrowed down to an offensive-minded outside hire and now, uh, on Thursday evening, reports have uh, c- uh, coming out r- are coming out from Chris Mortenson and Adam Schefter of ESPN that the Bengals are narrowing their search and and are probably going to be choosing uh, Rams quarterback coach Zach Taylor as their next head coach. It's quite the jump for Taylor, who is uh, you know an, an assistant. He's a younger guy. I think he's thirty-five years old. And, uh, you know, he's going to be one of the younger guys as the Bengals are now one of the teams looking to hire that next guy, that next, uh, that next you know, young, offensive-minded, creative, uh, quarterback guru type of guy that is kind of the hot commodity in the league. Sean McVay is obviously the, the kind of shining beacon of that. And then you have uh, Taylor, who is of the McVay tree. The Bengals also interviewed Shane Waldron, who is another assistant with the Rams. And, uh, you know, you you saw the Cardinals earlier this week, hire Cliff Kingsbury, uh, as their new head coach who, uh, was fired from Texas tech, uh, and then was hired as the USC offensive coordinator. And now, um, they're trying to find that, that young guy, that quarterback whisperer guy. And, um, I have to throw out the disclaimer that this is not official because the Bengals have not made an official statement. They cannot make an official statement uh, if they are to be hiring someone from the, the, that is still active in the playoffs. Common knowledge tells us they've probably got it narrowed down to Taylor and Eric Bien-Aimé. Um If they wanted a guy like Todd Monken, uh, they probably would have announced that hire if it was an internal hire. Uh, they would have announced that, or a guy like you know Vance Joseph, that sort of thing. they probably would have announced that by now to get the leg up, have the coach select his own staff, all of that good stuff, speaking of selecting a staff, the Bengals also kind of cleaned house on the assistant staff. they brought in a bunch of new assistants uh last last year um as kind of as Marvin kind of tried to do some new things with his contract extension or his new contract um some of those guys have now uh, n- not really as we know it yet reportedly it's a lot of guys that have been here for a little while jay hayes the tight ends coach um uh, or, uh and then you have uh jim Hazlitt the linebackers coach he is reportedly out at that position and then the Bengals also surprisingly cut ties, it seems, with running backs coach Kyle Kasky after, uh, you know, Joe Mixon had a really outstanding season. So that's kind of interesting. But that points to a new hire bringing in, quote unquote, his guys. Talking about Taylor a little bit, for those who do not know, Taylor uh, has kind of an interesting background. Like I said, a young guy, a guy who has been kicked around in circles as, um, in league circles this off season as a hot name in as a coaching, uh, coaching prospect, a head coaching prospect. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Adam Schefter of ESPN tweeted out that the Bengals would like to hire Taylor uh, after there's, after the Ram season ends. Um, you had Elise, uh, Elise Jesse from uh, WLWT talking uh, about the fact that um She also received notification from some sources that the Bengals are planning to name Zach Taylor as as the coach as well. Um, So, and then Matt Miller of Bleacher Report is another guy who kind of interviewed, who reported that. So, a lot of a lot of sources here. His resume, Zach Taylor's resume. uh, He was a grad assistant at Texas A and M for three years. Um, He was an assistant quarterbacks coach at my for the Dolphins. He was the quarterback coach. Uh, for the Dolphins as well. Then he was an interim offensive coordinator there. Then he moved to the University of Cincinnati uh, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach there. And then he's been both a receivers coach and a quarterbacks coach with the Rams. Never a head coach. This would be his first time as a head coach, which is a little startling, especially with his um, his age. Uh, that that kind of throws off a, a couple of uh, warning flags as well, I guess. But uh, it seems as if this, this is the Bengals guy. So um, I'm looking at some of the comments. I'm going to try and get to some questions and comments here in this brief, brief video and, and audio snippet here for those who are joining us on Facebook Live. Um, Greg Brown Jr. says, going to bring his brother Press Taylor in as the QB coach. Yeah, uh, Press Taylor is, is another assistant. I believe he's with the Eagles. Uh, that is probably uh, a, a solid bet. Um, solid bet for him to probably be joining the Bengals staff uh, at, at this point. I think that uh, you know he'll he'll probably get his guys. And what's interesting, it's going to be interesting to see who he hires as his defensive coordinator. It's going to be interesting to see what he does at offensive coordinator. Um, you know the Bengals, like I said, they uh they have interviewed with Shane Waldron, he could be a guy that they look at, um, as, as, potentially an offensive coordinator. I think that would be kind of a, um, a pretty smart move by the Bengals because, you know, those guys could play well off of each other. They're already doing that in Cincinnati. Um, I, I think that what's, what's interesting here. Uh, let me, let me just start with Taylor himself. My, my initial thoughts are these first, you know, obviously the youth, his, his age is a little, it's concerning, but it's also refreshing. Um, he's, he's in his mid thirties. And, you know, you look at some of the coaches, yes, there's the McVeighs who have been successful at a very young age, but then there's also, you know, you, you can go back to David Shula. If you want to go way back uh, to look at that, there's also the Dennis Allen, who was hired by the Raiders um, so I, I'm a little concerned about that. If you listen to our Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, I we played a little game. My co-host and I played a game at, using one word to describe the coaching candidates that the Bengals had been interviewing. The one I used for Taylor was potential, and I I think there's a lot of potential for greatness there. I think a lot of people see it. But I also think that this this is a very risky move because of the age, because of the lack of experience as a head coach. Um, So I think that that's that's another thought. I see Jimmy Foster in the in the chat here saying bold move. Absolutely. And that's kind of what the Bengals needed, I think, to shake up the fan base, to shake up their team, their locker room, all that stuff. Um, Some other thoughts with with him, I I would like to see him come in, yes, with quote-unquote his guys, guys he works well with, but I would like to see him come in with at least maybe an established guy or two at the coordinator positions. Uh, Just, you know, being a young guy, first-year head coach, there's a lot of responsibilities there. It's a big jump from quarterbacks coach and a, a spot offensive coordinator job with the Dolphins to head coach. So I would like to see him maybe lean on some more seasoned guys as at defensive coordinator at offensive coordinator, obviously guys he trusts and works well with. We'll see what happens there, but there is a vacancy at defensive coordinator. There's now a vacancy at tight ends coach. There's a vacancy supposedly a running backs coach and linebackers coach. So a lot of shakeups there. Um, We don't know about offensive coordinator technically, Bill Lazor signed a two-year deal with the Bengals last year with Marvin Lewis to stay on as the offensive coordinator, but it could be that the Bengals move on from him as well. We'll see. Uh, So those are just kind of some thoughts about Taylor and and this potentially becoming the case as him being the Bengals' head coach. I want to stress again, at this point in time, this is a report. The Bengals have not announced that. Uh, This is not official. But uh, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And the first couple of smoke signals that I guess we saw this week was the fact that the Bengals continued to wait to make an announcement on their head coach. And uh, that's usually a sign that their guy is still in the running for a Super Bowl this year, still active in the playoffs, and they can't really announce things, negotiate, all that kind of stuff they can only interview. So um, I'm seeing – I'm seeing a couple of uh, different comments about. Um, I like this one from from good friend Jason Von Stein here. We won't have him as our coach for 16 years if he doesn't succeed. We have needed a change for a while. This is a good thing, no matter how it goes. Yeah, I, I mean, I would. The, yeah, unless unless you know the Bengals have pulled out a a Belichick, a McVay, or whatever out of the hat here with with. Taylor, if he is the guy, um, he probably will not be here for 16 years. Uh, That's just the reality. It's just not common in the NFL like Marvin's tenure. I mean, you looked at when he was let go, he was, I think, the second longest tenured coach with his team um, when he was let go. So um, the – I. I would like to say, you know, this is the right move. I think, I think in a lot of fronts it is in terms of spurring the fan base interest and um, maybe keep giving a new fresh perspective on things in that locker room. But it is. There's risk involved here. I, there's no doubt. Um, you know, this isn't a guy who has had success as a head coach elsewhere. He is a, a young guy. He's a guy who's climbed through the ranks and uh, has continued to move up. So um, I, I would like to say, you know, this is the next coach for the next ten years. Uh, you know, the Bengals get to the Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we'll see. I want to say this, and I, I almost hesitate bringing this up, but it is an interesting read. It's I, I saw it through the Cincinnati Inquirer uh one of the reporters there recently caught up with carson palmer and uh carson palmer his advice to a coach was simply good luck And he noted the fact that it's a tougher job than most because of a lack of a GM and uh, a true GM outside of the owner and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So and we all know that Palmer's a little jaded about the Bengals, but it is an interesting read. He made a couple of interesting comments, including saying that he, quote unquote, loves Marvin. So that kind of continues to point to the fact that his being at odds with the Bengals was with ownership and not the head coach there, it would seem. But that segues into a different conversation and uh, we can kind of end with this as well as some, some comments here. But um, this uh, reportedly, this is a hire that was made by kind of the brain trust of Katie Blackburn, Troy Blackburn, um, Paul Brown, uh, the, this, the son of Mike Brown, you know, a a lot of different guys with Mike Brown kind of taking a a step back according to uh, some sources and whatnot. So I think that's very interesting, and if if reports are accurate, both on this front and if you if you look back to two thousand three when the Bengals hired Marvin Lewis, it seemed that Katie Blackburn was pushing for Lewis, an outside hire, a guy who had Super Bowl experience and whatnot. Um, so, going back to the Palmer comments, he says, you know, oh, there's no true GM that that's pro- there's not one in title, but the Bengals kind of have an ad hoc one, I guess. With Duke Tobin, Katie Blackburn, Troy Blackburn, and others within the Brown family that, um, you know, probably helped make this decision. If this is the decision, but as we know so far, the Bengals have let go reportedly of a handful of assistant coaches. Um, the reports say that the Bengals are leaning towards an outside hire and an offensive-minded guy. And most recent reports have that guy being Rams quarterback coach, Zach Taylor, um, one of the hot names in the league right now. This is this is going to be the big question uh, right here. Amber Asim Aziza says, time to find a fresh quarterback behind Andy. McCarran was our guy, but the entire quarterback situation is going to now be the big question, especially if Taylor, a quarterback's coach by trade before this jump, uh, if that is what is indeed happening, him getting this job, uh, not only a backup quarterback and a viable backup quarterback. Uh, I think we saw enough from Jeff Driscoll, even with the amount of injuries he had to deal with. I think we saw enough from him that, you know, he's, he went one and four as a starter, um, that that's not what you need as a backup quarterback. You know, if he had maybe gone 500-ish um, and, and moved the ball a little bit with a little bit more regularity, even with the injuries, you would have thought, hey, you know, maybe that's the guy. Um, maybe things would have been different if A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and, and Tyler Eifert, all those guys were back in the lineup while he was in there. But um, that wasn't the case, and I think the Bengals need to get a more s- established backup quarterback, whether that's a rookie or a veteran journeyman, what have you. But the big question is with Dalton. What does this mean for Andy Dalton? Uh, Andy Dalton has been the quarterback for this team for eight seasons. Two of the last four have ended prematurely because of injury, season-ending injuries, both to a thumb. Um, He was playing okay last year, pretty well. He had a great start, as did the entire team. Then injuries started affecting the team. Uh, They started playing some of the better teams in the league. And all of a sudden, now you see it and – you know, Dalton's play drop, the rest of the team's play drop. Um, you can attribute that to coaching. You can attribute that to game planning, but you can also attribute that to, to, you know, some some lapses in play from some of the most important positions and important players on this team. So uh, I am very interested to see if if they're going to give free reign to Taylor, if he is the guy, again, I got to throw that disclaimer out. If they're going to give free reign to him to hire some other guys on the coaching staff, are they also going to give him free reign to make a selection in this year's draft at quarterback next year's draft at quarterback? Um, whether that's a backup or, a, you know, an exciting backup that could push Dalton or, you know, that first round top 10, well, they pick 11th, but that first roundish quarterback that uh, could push Dalton out of a job. Um, Dalton has a $16 million salary this year that is, uh, there's, there's no penalty. I believe if the Bengals were to part with him, that's how team friendly that contract is, you know, could they move on from him and with a new coach and use that money elsewhere in free agency? We'll see. I don't know. But uh, I think that's the big question going forward. Unfortunately, we don't have an answer now because we don't even really have an official announcement that Zach Taylor is the guy, but signs are pointing that that is the guy and this the, the comment here from Paul English is really the one that I think says it all. This is very uncharacteristic of the Bengals. Uh, yes, very. it is very uncharacteristic of the Bengals. The Bengals are, have long been a conservative, slow-moving, non-modern franchise. Now, there are, still, there are still some stigmas that remain of those characterizations, but getting a young guy... Getting an offensive guy, a supposedly forward-thinking type of guy, that is something that um, i it's just not characteristic of the Bengals. So uh, I think that it, it, for those that wanted this type of move, this I, I don't know if you really have room to complain very much about who the guy is because so many Bengals fans wanted a new guy, a young guy, a fresh approach, a you know, an offensive forward-thinking guy, and uh this Taylor seems to be that type of guy. So we'll see what happens. We'll definitely come back at you with more news as this is officially announced, and uh we'll we'll get more news, opinions, analysis at cincyjungle.com. Also, check out our Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast with myself, Anthony Cazenza, and my co-host John Sharon. We have a lot of fun on that bring you a lot of different stuff. We will be interviewing both Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd. That'll be on the podcast feed as well as the Cincy Jungle website. We'll be doing that. That interview should be up tomorrow or Saturday. And then we'll also be interviewing Mark Walton, the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, next week. So uh, keep your eyes out for those interviews. We're excited to talk to those guys, especially now with some of the news about the coaching. I'm Anthony Cazenza for CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep it to Cincy Jungle. Like I said, for all the news, opinions, analysis, and we'll keep getting it to you. Thanks and have a great weekend. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi.